Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for the many things you've already blessed us with this day. And now be with us when we get into your word. Help us to understand it, apply it in the right way. We thank you truly for the opportunity to do it. It seems like around the world it's getting less and less opportunities, but we truly thank you for allowing us to do this. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. As we continue our Bible study from A to Z in the word heaven, We'll turn to Revelation, in Revelation chapter 21, it speaks of the new heaven and the new earth that we also read about over in Second Peter chapter 3, and we get into it right here where it reads, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So we have a new heaven and new earth. Basically, everything in existence is going to be new. All the old wiped away, gone completely. It says even the entire earth with the oceans, gone not going to be like when he destroyed the planet with the water, where he covered the entire planet with water, but the oceans were still there. But next time, he's wiping out everything, including the oceans, all of it, everything. As it says over in Second Peter, even the elements themselves will melt with fervent heat. Everything melted away in the non-existence and brand new. How big? We don't know. It might be a million times bigger than what we got now, but we know it's going to be great and it's going to be beautiful. And it's going to be the dwelling place of God himself down on the new planet, as he said there, and a new city, New Jerusalem. Reason I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. So in that city, God will be there. 1,500-mile cube is what it's been described as. Basically, it's covering an area of 1,500 miles and it's going to be filled with all the glory of God. It's going to be lighted by the light of God. 24 hours a day be lit. There will be no night there. No need of the, the sun or the moon to shine in it because it will be lit by the glory of God all the time. But outside of that city, as we go further on here, we'll be able to see what the new earth is going to be like, at least a, a few hints on what it's going to be like, because it's going to be far greater than what we can imagine. But as we get back into it here in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. So, in this new existence, in this new earth, a new heaven, there'll be no more death. It means no more separation. 
the body that we have will be glorified body that's described over in 1 Corinthians in chapter 15. We have a glorified body that will not decay, will not rot away, immortal body. And that's what we have to look forward to enjoying with and interacting with others with such a body and being able to enjoy the creatures created new on the new earth and the new heaven with God right there. No more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. A whole new existence. Verse 5, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Everything brand new. Not remodeled, like many have mistakenly said, that the earth is going to be restored, and that's where we're going to be spending eternity. No. The earth will be restored for the millennial period. So all the pollution, all the horrible things that happened during the tribulation time, all the judgments that have come upon the planet that have basically made it unlivable will be reversed and it will be wondrous like it was prior to the flood and prior to the fall of mankind. So it will be a great place to live for that thousand years. But at the end of that, he totally wipes it out, as we read over in Revelation chapter 20, in verse 11, where it reads, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Gone, wiped out, completely away. And as we just read in verse 1 of chapter 21, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and first earth were passed away. So all of it gone, all of it brand new. Where we will spend eternity with the Lord. With no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more tears, no more pain. And as verse 5 again, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Freely. The gift is right there. The gift is being held out. All we need to do is reach out and accept it. Apply that so that it can be multiplied and shared with others. Free gift. And he will give us that fountain of the water of life freely. That is eternal life. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. Sons and daughters, family of God, united for eternity. Beyond what we could ever imagine in splendor. That's what we have to look forward to by becoming an overcomer. How do you be an overcomer? You overcome your sin by trusting in the Lord. Being indwelt with the Holy Ghost. That's when you become an overcomer. The Lord overcame the world, and He can give us that overcoming experience as well when we trust in Him as our Lord, ultimate authority. But then now, here we see in verse 8, what happens to the rest of them. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers 
and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We read about this second death. We read about this judgment in 20, Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. That lake of fire, as he said there in verse 14 about the second death, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So the second death, that means a second separation, a second total and permanent separation from God, never to be in the presence of God ever again, and cast into that lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And then in chapter 21, verse Nine And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows, full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, as he just described there, and he also points out here that the new earth is going to have mountains. Because it said, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. So here John is on the top of a high mountain looking out into the vast new earth and seeing new Jerusalem coming down and lighting upon the earth. It reads, Having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious even like a jasper stone clear as crystal and had a wall great and high and had twelve gates and at the gates twelve angels and names written thereon which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel so the twelve tribes of the children of Israel's names will be on those twelve gates. Well, this big, beautiful city has twelve gates. So you have gates for going in and out, which lets us know that we'll be able to go into the city, enjoy the presence of the Lord, worship the Lord, and be able to go out of the city and enjoy the blessings that the Lord has provided us with in enjoying the city as well as the entire earth, with all the new creatures created new, wondrous, loving creatures, not harming each other and not harming us, to be able to interact with the animals. It reads, on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lieth fourscore and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 20,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof and hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. So this beautiful, shimmering 
wondrous construction that is translated roughly 1,500 mile cube. As it continues, And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardox, the sixth Sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysophorus, the eleventh a jacinth, the twelfth an amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is light thereof. Because of verse 23, there's been some has been mistaken that the new creation will not have a sun or a moon. But it did not say that. It says that the city has no need of the sun or the moon to lighten it. Which doesn't mean there isn't going to be a sun and a moon. Because he just told us over in chapter 21, where he says, I make all things new, in chapter 21, verse 5. So that means a new heaven, a new earth, new stars, new planets, new cosmos, new sun, new moon, all new. But the city doesn't have to have this, the light of the sun or the moon to shine in it because the glory of God lightens it. As he said, read 23 again. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. So this lets us know that the new earth is going to have kingdoms. And there will be kings. And these kings and kingdoms will be able to come into the city. Because we already read about the twelve gates. And you have gates to be able to go in and out. So we'll be able to go in and out of this big beautiful city. And there will be kingdoms outside of New Jerusalem. So we know that there will be different positions given to people according to what they did with what the Lord blessed them with and give them positions of being rulers in the future. Because here he specifically says kings. So there will be an established system of order and rule and kingdoms on the new earth. And the gates of it shall not be shut. you got gates, and if you're not going to close those gates, that means you can come in and out of those gates. Shall not be shut all by day, for there shall be no night there. No night at the city. So 24 hours a day, you can go in and out of that city. 
and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Once again, bringing the glory and honor of the nations that will be on the new earth into the city. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. No corruption brought into that city. No sin brought into that city. And nothing that maketh a lie. But they that are written in the Lamb's book of life. The born again Christians. Alright, let's roll right on into chapter 22. As he continues to describe the new city and the new earth. It reads, And he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Let's look at this a little closer here. In verse 2 again, in the midst of the street of, the, of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life. On both sides of the river, a tree. Does this mean two trees? Multiple trees? Or is it like the banyan trees you find in Hawaii that have multiple trunks going down but, con- but are connected in a very beautiful way, so that they could be over top of a river, be the same tree, but be seated, rooted on both sides of the river. Or is it multiple trees? We're not really given that. But it says a tree, so it may be like the banyan tree, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. No more curse. Let's talk about the curse that came upon the planet because of what Adam and Eve did. That'll be wiped out, gone. No more of that. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. So we have those that will be in the city serving God. We have those that will be kings that will be outside, able to come into the city. We'll have this established governmental system that will be able to have these nations and bring the glory of those nations into the city by way of those twelve gates. Reason it continues. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. In their foreheads. That means in your mind you will hold and acknowledge the true name of God. And there shall be no night there. Where? At the city. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Notice, they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Shortly be done. 
Many of the critics say, well, it's been some 2,000 years since this was given to us. And that says shortly, well, we got to know that the one who said this is outside of time. A day, an hour, a thousand years, meaningless. But we know that he is patiently awaiting for others to come in before it's too late. He wants more to come in and acknowledge Him as their Lord and Savior before He casts judgment upon them and before He destroys this planet. That's why He is patiently awaiting. And we see that over in Second Peter in chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's why He's still waiting for more to come in to trust Him before it's everlasting too late. And then He says in verse 7, Behold, I come quickly. Quickly. It's been some 2,000 years. To us, that doesn't seem very quick. But if you dig a little deeper into the translation of what this word here quickly means, suddenly, as was with those around not expecting the event to be unfolding at the time. So he's going to come suddenly upon us. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. We need to study it. We need to acknowledge it. We need to keep them And also share them. But in sharing them, you don't lose them. You still have them as well. That's how you keep it and share it. Verse 8. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not. For I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. Worship God and only God. Not the angels, not the messengers, not the people of God, but only God. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. This is speaking of the event of the judgment. When the judgment comes, that's it. There is no purgatory like some falsely teach. There is no second chance somewhere else to try to get it right because you messed up the first time around. No. When this gets initiated, what he has been revealed, meaning all the prophecies of this book of Revelation, that that's it. From that point forward, if you've lost, you're going to stay lost. If you're not lost, you're you're saved, you're going to stay saved. Now this is talking about the end of the final judgment, talking about at the point of the great white throne judgment, if you want to pinpoint it. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And that's the way it will be for eternity. After that judgment, that's it.
the great white throne judgment, the final judgment. If you're unholy, there's not going to be another chance. There's not going to be a chance to come up out of hell and try to do it again. Verse 12, And behold, I come quickly. There's the word quickly again. It's suddenly. Behold, I come suddenly. I come quickly. It's going to happen quickly. It's going to happen quickly once it's initiated. The day of the Lord, it will happen quick. It's like when we receive our glorified body. It says in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. That's quicker than a blink of an eye. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Notice, rewards for the work. That's the work that we've been granted the opportunity to do after we become saved. You will receive rewards for that. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. They'll never be able to go into the city. They won't even be on the new earth. They'll be in the lake of fire. As I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Freely. It's out there ready for us. Receive it, take it, consume it, and share it. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. That's quite a warning. In other words, don't mess with God's word. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. An awesome way to wrap up this series on heaven. To read about the new heaven, the new earth, the great and holy city, new Jerusalem and the rewards that we have to look forward to, to enjoy for eternity in the presence of the Lord, in the new heaven, on the new earth. So awesome. And let's get excited about it. Let's share it with others. We know that He's patiently awaiting for others to come in before it's too late. That's why He hasn't come yet. But in this, as well as what He said here, is to come. Come, come quickly. Come on now, Lord, because we're anxiously awaiting these wondrous things to have for eternity. But at the same time, we know there are some out there that haven't trusted in the Lord yet. So let us get to work and share the wondrous good news of the availability of that fountain 
that he speaks of there, the fountain of life that he will give to us freely just for the taking, just for the asking. Trust in the Lord so you can be looking forward to these wondrous things we've been studying about. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for all that you have given us. And we really, really thank you for what you've promised to give us. The things that we look forward to way beyond what we deserve. That is true. And when it's by your grace, your mercy, that you allow us to be able to turn around and share the many things you've already given us and help us share the good news of the availability of salvation, the availability of the adoption into your family, to be able to spend eternity with you in the beautiful brand new heaven and on the beautiful brand new earth. We thank you, oh, so much for all of it. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you all.